Season 1, Episode 3. Today I'm going to be talking about where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. In other words, I'm going to address how those two things are dependent upon each other, and you won't want to miss that. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them, and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing Him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is My Hashtag podcast where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Before I dive in, just in case you missed the first two episodes and you want to find out a little bit about who I am and what I mean when I say positive youth development, go ahead and check out the first two episodes of this podcast. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Deb, that phrase where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect, that's just really a catchy, cutesy little tagline you have. But let me assure you, it is so much more than a tagline. In fact, it is exactly where God has been growing my heart and where this podcast began. Last time I told you that positive youth development is our intentional approach to helping young people transition through adolescence and into adulthood. This approach is built around recognizing that all young people have basic needs, they need to achieve certain developmental outcomes, and they need access to services, opportunities, and supports. There is also an unsaid belief that young people are filled with potential and have incredible value. Now, I don't know about you, That is one of the things I love about working with young people. It is seeing the value in them that they don't see sometimes and that others often don't see as well. I love being able to help them tap into the skills that they may not even realize they have or the skills they don't know how to fully use. I am reminded how Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 19, let the little children come to me. Jesus knew that there was value in those children. And he absolutely sees the value in our young people. So why shouldn't we? My guess is that there's something specific you love about working with young people, and it draws you back to serving them. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be sitting on this podcast, and you may not be working or volunteering with young people on a regular basis. You might be thinking, how exactly does that intersect with youth ministry? And why should it? And does it really matter? When we are working in youth ministry, we are no doubt committed to helping young people grow in their faith. We want them to have a relationship with Jesus. We want them to make a commitment to follow him. But let's be honest, rarely, if ever, does this happen by itself. Young people need caring adults, caring adults like you, to walk alongside them as they get to know God. They need to learn how to read the Bible, understand what they're actually reading, learn what is truly meant by worship, and so much more. If you're like me, you may even be a parent of your own tween or teen, and you know there's a part of you that so completely and so desperately wants them to know God. I know from my own experience that I long for my children to be on fire for Jesus, and I know that their life will look different if they fully embrace Him. 
To be honest, as a mom, this is my biggest desire for my kids. It's the legacy I desire to leave. And here's what I've learned about myself throughout the past 25 years. It's not just my kids that I want to know Jesus. I want all young people to know him. Not because I'm counting how many young people I can bring to God, bring to faith. No, I know the difference of having God in your life versus not having him. I have watched young people struggle to figure out who they were. I have watched them believe the lies that Satan would tell them because they allowed the world to define who they were and also because they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I've watched them struggle to believe that there is actually a purpose for their life. I know the power that loving and living for Jesus can bring into one's life, and I know the pain of not having him. My guess is, whatever role, or however many different roles you play in the lives of young people, you are here on this podcast because a part of you is looking for the answer to the question, how do I help a young person want to follow Jesus? And my answer is that begins where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. What I'm saying is that we cannot fully help young people to grow in faith if we are also not focusing on youth development as well. Let me give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about. Let's say that one of the ways you work with young people is by being involved with the youth group. There's a young person coming to your youth group most weeks. Now, this young person keeps coming but they never really want to talk about God. Instead, they spend more time making jokes and derailing any conversations that could lead to faith. Why do you think that is? Well, my heart and my experience tells me they are seeking something. They are seeking a place to belong, but they may also be seeking something else. We know that young people need to build relationships and trust before they could really be in a place to want to know Jesus and to even be able to do that fully. But there is so much more to the situation than that. If we start to peel back the layers of this young person, if we start to figure out what else is going on in this young person's life, we might start to ask ourselves some different questions. Does this young person keep coming because it's the only place they feel safe? Or is the reason they come the hot meal we serve because otherwise they might go without dinner? Or is this the one place that the young person feels listened to? Is this the only place that the young person is feeling valued? Whatever is going on in that young person's life, we have different questions we can ask and different things we might be thinking about if we start to know them a little more. We can be intentional about getting to know them better. And we can be intentional about helping to meet their specific needs while also slowly introducing them to Jesus. Here's another example. Let's say you are helping coach a sports team. You have a young person who is not very skilled, but they keep showing up. Is this young person coming because they are incredibly committed to their technical skills and dedicated to the sport? Maybe, maybe not. Have you thought that this young person might coming because you are giving them something that they're not getting somewhere else. Maybe you greet them with a smile and seem genuinely happy to see them, and they need that feeling of being welcomed. Maybe they come because they need to be around other people. Maybe at home, no one is interacting with them and they want to be noticed. Maybe that teen is coming because they want someone to care about them who doesn't have to like they think their parents do. It is so important to remember 
We don't ever know fully what is going on behind the scenes in the life of a young person unless they invite us into their world. We don't know what baggage they are bringing with them, what they are carrying inside of them that they can't speak or they won't speak. We won't know unless they invite us into their world. And here's the challenge. We want young people to open up to us because when they do, we can help them grow. We can ask different questions that allow us to be more intentional about helping meet their specific needs and introduce them to Jesus. This is the intersection that I've been referring to. It's where we can approach our relationship from a youth development perspective while also still wanting them to get to know Jesus. Understanding and practicing positive youth development means that we know all young people are in the process of figuring out who they are while they are growing knowledge, skills, and abilities. And throughout adolescence, they will continue to be in that process. We are acknowledging that they are not done. They are developing into the person God wants them to be. At the same time, we must also acknowledge that no matter how much you want our young people to know Jesus, no matter how much I want them to know him, unless we are also meeting other needs that they have, we are truly going to be limited in our chance to help them fully understand God and the role he can play in their lives. Think of it this way. If you met me on the street and you found out that I didn't know who Jesus was, and at the same time, I also did not have a place to live, my guess is you wouldn't immediately jump in to teaching me the gospel. No, you would take the time to make sure that I had a place to sleep, a place to be, and that I was safe. You would take the time to meet one of my most basic needs. And then you would spend time figuring out what other needs I might have, because there would be good odds that if I didn't have a place to stay, I had other needs as well. You would be caring for and loving me like Jesus during that whole process. You would be demonstrating what the love of Jesus looks like without even saying a word about that. You wouldn't push me to make a commitment to following Christ because, you know, at that moment, I couldn't do that. I couldn't fully do that. And my more pressing need was basic housing. Sometimes we forget that young people are not in a place to fully embrace and accept Jesus when we meet them. They have physical, emotional, social, and mental health needs that must be met. While they are in a stage of figuring out what they believe about the world around them, that doesn't always mean that cognitively and spiritually they can fully understand what a relationship with Jesus means. It's a slow process that is a give and take, and it feels like there is forward and backward movements at times. In youth ministry, we are in the business of planting seeds. Yes, we are tending to other seeds that have been planted by someone else, but this youth development is a slow process, and it's a slow process, and it takes time until we truly see some of that faith sticking. Let's be honest. Isn't that slow process incredibly frustrating at times? I've experienced it both as a ministry volunteer and as a parent. We are so excited about loving Jesus and wanting young people to love him too that we might push a little too hard. We might assume they should just know God loves them. 
When we do these things, we actually are slowing down their process of coming to know him on their own. You see, for faith in young people to last, to be the kind of faith that is for the long haul, at some point, young people have to make the faith their own. And you know what? I sometimes forget that as a young person, I had wanted to be given the choice to choose Jesus on my own. I wanted to figure out some of that separate from my parents, separate from my friends, and even separate from my youth group leader. And this is so important that I want to say it again. Young people need to explore their faith and they need to own it for themselves. If they don't do this, they are only going to get so far in truly knowing what they believe about Jesus and in turn who they are as a person. Your job, my job, is to walk alongside of them and to give them the space to do that. We need to let them know questions are okay and that not knowing what they believe is also okay. Our job is to be there in the journey and to help them build the tools and the skills that they need to be successful. Focusing on positive youth development and focusing on helping young people know Jesus, both things matter. They intersect. Successful youth ministry needs to see itself as more than a program, more than a fun event. Successful youth ministry must recognize that the process of youth development impacts a young person's ability to fully know God. When we step back and realize we are working with a whole person, it allows us to broaden our approach and increase our impact. It allows us to engage in intentional relationships and intentional conversations with young people. In future episodes of this podcast, we are going to start breaking down the developmental outcomes all young people need to be successful. And we are going to talk about how we can help them achieve those within the confines of youth ministry. This was a broad sweep, a broad overview of how positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. We will continue to dig deeper into what this looks like in each episode. Before we wrap up today, I want to share how the name Jesus is my hashtag came to be. About two years ago, I was frequently reminded by my daughter, who was 12 years old at the time, that I didn't really know how to use some of the social media that was out there. Now, of course, keep in mind, this was coming from a young girl who didn't really have much social media experience herself, but she was rather confident in the fact that she knew more than I did. And sadly, she might have been right. At that same time, while serving in our middle school ministry at church, I was reminded just how connected to technology middle schoolers were. Asking them to put away their phones for an hour and a half was like asking them to hold their breath for those 90 minutes. Each week, there were hidden glances at the phones when they thought my co-leader and I weren't looking. Comments like, just a second while I snap a quick picture and groans about shutting off their access to the outside world. Week in and week out, I began to wish they hungered for Jesus that much. I longed for the center of their worlds to be Jesus instead of their smartphones. I wanted a relationship with Jesus to be what they turned to over and over throughout the day instead of social media. Late one evening after church, the phrase, Jesus is my hashtag, was ringing in my ears. For the next month and a half, I kept feeling drawn to that phrase, 
Without a doubt, I was being nudged by God that my writing needed to focus on helping young people grow their faith in Jesus. The more I thought and the more I prayed, the more I realized God was creating a path for me to combine my love of writing and my passion for serving young people. And it was here that my blog, that my podcast, and my online ministry were born. As we wrap up today, I just want to remind you that if you have any questions or comments, I want to encourage you to leave them on the podcast, visit me on my Facebook or Instagram pages. This podcast can feel pretty one-sided with my talking and sharing with you. And just like I want young people to tell me what they need, I'd like you to tell me what would help you as you work with young people or even as you raise your own kids. Give me insight about what you're longing to hear and what would help you make an impact for the young people in your lives. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.